This next round podcast is presented by Roback Activewear. From performance polos to the performance hoodies and the performance Q-Zips, Roback is the best fit and the best fill. Use code TNR20 at Roback.com for 20% off your first order. That's R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. 20% off all polos, hoodies, and Q-Zips with the code TNR20. And make sure to check out the Roback print polos. They have you feeling good all year round. Hey, welcome into another edition of the Original Roundtable here on Disrupt the Media. Like and subscribe with Ian Fitzsimmons from ESPN. I'm Lance Taylor from the Next Round. It's presented by Bookie. Use that code Next Round to secure a first deposit bonus on the house, mybookie.ag. What's up, friend? I see the Utah Utes. Dude, (laughs) you got me right now, man. This is full on like prep radio mode. I mean, I I mean, no, didn't shave, right? Didn't change. I mean, hell with it. I was like, you know what? LT doesn't care. Let's go. I, I, but where's the UCLA love? So you're heading to Salt Lake, your old stomping ground. I actually came out there and uh, did a show with you way back in the day. And uh, by the way, I didn't get to go to the stadium. I went past the stadium though. And that is straight to the no name saloon. I was to Utah. That is one of the uh, Rice Eccles. I mean, just the backdrop and everything. But, I mean, the production on the field, they don't lose home games. No, man. They are, they're good. They're really good. And before we get into it and everything going on, because I'm curious to get your thoughts on what the hell's going on at Bama, because you got boots on the ground. I don't. Uh, but, man, I highly recommend. The reason we couldn't do this on Tuesday is because I had to wait on Kyle Whittingham. Well, I didn't have to wait on Kyle. He was on time. But you, I had to wait for Carson Steele. Who's averaging around eight yards a carry for UCLA? I mean, this dude—they got a three-headed monster at running back. Three guys. Yeah, the kid from the kid from Ball State. Yeah, I mean, he's awesome. So this dude, he has got an alligator named Crocky J. No, wait, wait, wait. He owns an alligator. He owns a pet alligator. This is I mean, this kid is awesome. I mean, he's already early on the all hug team, man, and I haven't met him yet. I can't wait to actually. How do you travel with an alligator, alligator, or does the alligator stay I'm back get home? To it. Okay, hang okay. on, coach. Hang on. So. Grandma keeps the alligator, Crocky J, back in Indiana. But so, but and he'll, he'll go back and visit and whatnot. And when Grandma comes to games, they they have family friends that will come and take care of Crocky J. He got this damn alligator when he was in first grade. It was about a half a foot long. It is now five feet long, and he actually holds like he treats it like a puppy. When he goes home, he's like, oh, yeah, I mean, Crocky J and I, I'm, he's picking the alligator. I'm like, you can lose a limb, dude. Five feet. Five feet. Did you and tell him about Siegfried and Roy? Do you remember Siegfried and Roy? They loved their tigers until the tiger turned. Brought that a up. wild animal is a wild animal. And a five-foot alligator, I mean, is it in a bathtub? Does he have an aquarium? Is it just no, out in the yard? Big, he's got a big old aquarium. And I asked him, what do you feed this thing? And he goes, you don't feed him protein chickens. He'll grow even bigger, right? So you have to, like, it's like organic-based foods and, you know, whatnot. They have some, like, like actual specific alligator food that they give him. And every now and then they'll throw him a little bit of, you know, some raw meat just to let him get after it. But Neighbor's yeah. cat. <laughs> a random raccoon, right? Yeah, let's trap that some bitch. Crocky right? J, where's the name Crocky J come from? He was in first grade. He thought it sounded cool, right? So, and and also he's got, as you mentioned, he's got the long flowing blonde locks, right? So, I asked him, "What is you one of the worst things you've been called?" He said, "Fabio." I don't like that one. 
you know. <laughs> but hey, he was called. I was talking to Brock Heward from Fox earlier, and, and they're on the game on the TV side. I know, yeah. And he was calling him He Man. Yeah, dude. I mean, so he's got now. He doesn't mind that one. Uh, he doesn't like Baby Thor, you know. But he he's, he he'll talk to, to to opposing crowds. I mean, he embraces it all. Like if he hears a good one, he'll be like, oh, "That's a good one." I I hate it, but that was funny. He likes Man of Steel, you know. I mean, last name, all that. But anyway, he he's a. I promise you, he is so damn entertaining. I only had like 10 minutes with him. You guys can go longer for him. I promise you, everybody that will watch the next round will adore this dude. He is hilarious and a hell of a player. Yeah, hey, we're, we're on it. Uh, yeah, looking forward to that game, 2.30, UCLA, Utah. One of the – I mean, this slate, last week sucked. Uh, uh, but this slate – so you were in Gainesville last week, right? I was, man, and that – Look, I like Josh Heifel. I, 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 we've known him a long time, you know, going back to his playing days, right? But, man, that timeout at the end yeah. of the game, I had random coaches. Because I'm standing on the field with Graham Mertz. He's going to be my post-game interview. So the cameras were all over. I had a random coaches from the Pac-12 to the damn Mac texting me going, what in the hell was Heifel doing? He almost caused a massive black eye for all of college football. If it wasn't for guys like Jabbar Jaluk, the running backs coach in Florida, and Darnell Stapleton, who won a Super Bowl, as you know, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, their old line coach, he damn near got back in a three-point stance and went back to his playing days. Yeah. And tell, telling his guys, get back on the bench. It was – it almost was so, – we had four guys suspended anyway, LT, but it was it could have been so much worse. They had to go get the damn balls out of the locker room just to get seven guys to snap the football. Heifel had no business calling that timeout. It was petty as hell. And it almost caught, it was almost the biggest story, not just in college football, but in sports, because it was that close to getting. Yeah, really and I, out. I'm with you. I like Heupel. I like the fact that he doesn't give a shit. You talk about you're you're doing your your radio prep right now, and you didn't shave. I mean, Heupel's one of those guys that he has never seen a treadmill. If he's got a treadmill at the house, it's got clothes hanging all off of it. So I've always been a Heupel guy, but I agree with you. It was Bush League. Take your beating. For whatever reason, Tennessee can't win down there. And congratulations to Billy Napier. Got a little heat off of him. Uh, they played well in the yep. second half, and Florida's back being relevant at least for this week. Yeah, and you know what? I, I said this going into the game, LT, you and I talked about it last week. That wasn't a game that I think Napier had to have, but he needed to have, and there's a big difference because he hadn't beaten one of his four core rivals yet, but what – well, just give him patience, man. I mean, and our Florida fans need to have patience. I'll give you a prime example. I'll give you two examples. Look at Texas fans after year one with Steve Sarkeesian were like, fire him, get him out of here. Now look at it, right? Chris Del Conte does not listen to the people in the, in the stands because as an athletic director, when you do, you're going to be sitting with them. See, Tennessee, right? When a certain coach right now at Rutgers and Greg Schiano was hired at Tennessee, it was an outcry by you guys played Travis, right? Everyone else, he led the charge. The AD listened, now rescinds the offer, and they were in football purgatory again for 10 years. And Shiano, I think, would have been a winner at Tennessee. Now you had to wait for Heifel. Well, look at Mike Norvell at Florida State. Last year, this time, he still had Florida State fans wanting his butt fired. Now where is he? So patience, as John Wooden said, is the ultimate virtue. I don't really have it. You don't really have it. But if you're Scott Strickland, the AD at Florida, be patient with Nap because he's building something, man. They're going to be good. Hey, the original roundtable with ESPN's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Lance Taylor. Disrupt the media. Like, subscribe. It is brought to you by Lance's Lock. We're, by the way, 7, 2, and 1. 
in the National Football League last week. We had a winning week again in college football. We will win for you. Jump on board at Lance'sLock.com. Phil Mickelson needs to call me. So we're going to go hey, off script I'm here. I'm you on a text message. Every week I send you emails. Every week. Okay. I, all you got to do is text I, I me. Every time you text me and say picks, I send them to you. How about just sending them to me? I, I, I got you so many people. You not for emails anymore on notes. Uh, but if you, if, if, if you didn't send them, I would be asking. But, but I appreciate that. That's my point. I send them. Do I have to ask every week? So one would have been nice. I got college to pay for. Have you ever met Phil Mickelson? Yes. Uh, I look, we heard for years. He used to do, I forgot whose show it was. Dan where he come, yeah. Dan Patrick. He'd come on and give his plays. Obviously he's a terrible gambler because if you're, if you're wagering a billion dollars and you publicly come out and say, I ain't betting the NFL anymore. He had a problem. So hopefully he'll recover and get over. And there are addiction problems. People are addicted to French fries. People are addicted to cigarettes. People are addicted to everything. So with that said, man, a You're billion dollars. right there with me and dipping. I mean, yeah, I, uh, dipping was the hardest thing I ever quit in my life, man. That was. How long woo. did that take you? Dude, I used to dip during games. Yeah, no, I remember you dipping all the time. <laughs> I know. I, uh, I, I still chew gum and spit, right, and into a cup when I'm on the air because. Okay, I so dip. when's the last time you had a dip? Woo, Rowan's uh, about to be 18, so 16 years ago. Wow. Yep. I mean, you know, still, I, I just don't, I don't think, I think tobacco, because it's so taboo and it's so bad for you. It is. And not that alcohol is necessarily good for you, but we had a, uh, we had a coach in studio today and he's 27 years sober. And I'm like, I was like, if I could do that, I look at my Amex statement every month and I have so many just different, not, not necessarily bars, but restaurants. And the bill is probably twice as much as it would be because of the alcohol uh, on it. Vino. You love your, yeah, I do. I do. Dinner, man. He likes that bold red. But people would die if they knew how much I'm spending at restaurants on that bold red. And I was like, man, I totally respect it. I just, I can't do it because I'm very social. I enjoy it to begin with. And I yeah, just. It's not over the top, man. You're like Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday could be a blackout night. Right. But I mean. You know, I can still, I can still get out there, my friend. See, I, I, I don't miss it that much at all. I mean, I haven't been thrown out of a bar in weeks. <laughs> weeks. He I haven't been thrown weeks. out of I haven't been thrown out of bars in weeks. Oh my god. Hey, do you remember the night at uh the old uh tavern, the tavern up top? So we've still got the village tavern down low. But you were with your ex. Um, oh I was with my you ex. Tell this story? You yeah, tell I don't this care. Story? Um, and I remember taking, we were in the piano bar of the section. If anybody out there locally or anybody that's moved away from Birmingham might remember the old this tavern up like top. 2001. Yeah. 2000 or 2001. Exactly. And I remember they had the, the shoelace fry, which I love, but we were sitting in there and that was back in the tequila shot days where we thought that was a good idea. But for whatever reason, I decided to take my shirt off on a Friday night and the manager comes over and he's like, "Hey, you need to put that back on." You were and swinging I, this yep. like a lasso yeah. over and, your head. Yeah, and I told him, "Hey, I don't, I don't need to." And he's like, "Yeah." And I, so I started whipping at him with the belt, and that's when they threw me out. And of course, you and uh, it was either Chico or Brad Jackson are laughing your asses off, and all the women Chico. are pissed. It was Chico, aka yeah. Spartacus. I mean, we we didn't help you at all. I mean, he, I was I was about to try and get you down off the piano. And, and Chico goes, no, man, just let him go. Just let him yeah. be. Now, those there's days, not, those days are say. over. There's nothing we can do. 
Those days are, you know what? If you're heading out where you're going this weekend, I'll never forget when I came to see you in Salt Lake and I came out there, my buddy Keith Ginner was playing uh, the Bees. He was playing, uh, I forgot what AAA team he was on at that that time, but they were playing in Salt Lake. Anaheim, I think, right? When he was yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't remember exactly what affiliation yeah, they were. Yeah, because remember, he had, Weaver had a no-no going. You and I met him up at Porter Call afterward back in our hard charging days. Yep. Um, so yeah, he had a no-no through like eight and they pulled him or oh, I do remember that now. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing I remember most about Salt Lake, beautiful city, but really strange alcohol laws. Like when I would sit down for a meal, no, if you bought a shot, you had to have like a meal with it or you couldn't have two drinks. Uh, you couldn't have a shot and a beer. You couldn't do a, you couldn't do a, you can't order a double, right? So what you had to do was you had to order your single, like for you back then, I want to say it was vodka and soda, maybe. But anyway, uh, you, you get your, your cocktail, and then you have to have a sidecar, so they'll pour a shot next to it. But you're only allowed two drinks at one time. So if you wanted a beer and a shot, you can do that, but you can't order doubles. So then you get the sidecar. But then now, from what I'm told, the, uh, the, the, the suits out there who run all the alcohol, uh, they got rid of the sidecars. You can no longer do that in Utah. So now it's just single. So it's gotten worse? Well, look, man, trust me. When you go to Park City, if you want to get after it, whatever you're into, they got it. Yeah. Salt Lake, a little different. Park City, buckle your chin strap. So, hey, we were talking to you. You asked me what's going on with Alabama, and we played this little drill on the game today, which fan bases are in, like, high alert, high panic mode. Let's get into it. Yeah, an Alabama fan said, one of them said, like, stroke level. And I believe that because you've already got a loss, a double-digit loss at home against Texas, Nick Saban's first double-digit loss ever in Tuscaloosa. Then you look so bad against South Florida, only three points in the first half in route to a 17-3 game. Quarterbacks couldn't have been worse. Jalen Milrow will come back, and I think Alabama fans can get off the we-need-another-quarterback because Milrow is definitely going to be your best option moving forward. But now you take on Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. uh, Look, man, I, I think he can be funny. I wouldn't want him as my head coach. The guy can call plays, but he likes to poke the cage. He's doing it again with Saban. But I think Alabama fans are really scared this weekend, Ian. Uh, should they be? What is it, seven now? It's seven. I you know, I don't know. I mean, if Alabama plays like they have played the last couple of weeks, our offensive line's given up 10 sacks and back-to-back – or five sacks and back-to-back games, 10 over the last two weeks. Ole Miss can get after the quarterback. Jackson Dart's a player. I mean – They can tote it, man. I mean, obviously, Judkins is one of the best not running backs just in the SEC, but in the country. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. I mean, I like Bama minus the points because people are talking up Ole Miss, but I'm not going to be surprised if Ole Miss wins the game. You know how I am. I'm a contrarian. You know, I, yeah. I like to be rooting with Vegas, not against Vegas. So, uh, I'm, I'm right now, I'm staying away from this game. I, I was actually shooting uh, our good friend John Desler, who owns one of the best bars in the country, not just college bars, one of the best bars in the library. I mean, that place could swallow up, you know, my old place in the industry. That's where three times. didn't Katy Perry, uh, Katy Perry did the uh, cannonball off of it. I think, yeah. Right? She, 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 uh, not a cannonball, but she like crowd surfed. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then who's the gymnast at LSU? Uh, Lily Dunn. She was, yeah. I mean, it, the library, it's, it's, it's epic. Oh, I, I was, he, like, he played corner at Ole Miss uh, and started like 30 some odd games. I think he may be the last Caucasian corner in the Southeastern Conference. Yeah. Then, you don't see a lot. But anyway, I was just texting him about this game, and he's like, man, these dudes are confident. I mean, they believe they, – they don't think. They believe they're going in to win a game. So, when, when you, and there's a big difference there, man. But I'm with you. If America's all over Ole Miss, 
I'm not going to feel good about it, but I'd go the other way. Yeah, and Alabama's still got players. I mean, they've still got oh, the yes. better roster. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And what was the Alabama doing on that one blitz pickup? It was like Olay, man. I mean, yeah, they they the backs aren't blocking right now. The offensive line is not good. Which is there's a lot of issues, a lot to clean up, but in saving a lot of these guys' trust. So we will see what happens there. Do you have Dion on any anything coming up in the future? Do you think you'll be on a Colorado game? Yeah, I, I've got a feeling at, at least one. I, think, I mean, he is he's the biggest story going right now in college football. No doubt. Should be. And, and Jay Norvell, I mean, he needs to he needs to stroke Jay Norvell a check or just bring that dude, just drive him a just a, a bank truck full of cash because did you see that story? How many sets of sunglasses? Yeah, the still? blenders. Like 1.5 million pair of sunglasses that he had he it's his brand hey thank you and i su- we suck it we suck at tech but my uh this ai stuff or whatever the hell's going on these uh these algorithms all of my laptops pop up nothing but blender sunglasses now because we had a couple of conversations about it. i'm telling you, it's crazy man i mean it's absolutely insane but i'll tell you this america's all over them now like, i got burned against nebraska i had nebraska plus the three i mean i was with vegas and vegas Me too. hard and then last week I was with Vegas because they needed Colorado State plus a 24 big. So they made it back. This week they're going to need Oregon. Like, I'm telling you, there will be more tickets written on Colorado. Buddy of mine at Caesars told me this. This weekend, again, third straight weekend than any NFL game that they'll have. Well, I've already That's given it out. Lance'slock.com, jump on board, but I'm going to go on to give you a free one. Not only. Oregon minus the 21. Oregon team to- total over 45 and a half. I think Oregon scores 60. Dude, Kel- oh my God. Kelly Stoffer, who's our color analyst from the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I know you remember, but there's a young Colorado State, up. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He, he was he was so into it last week, man. He was His boys were that close. But he mentioned the same exact total for Oregon. We had Oregon against Texas Tech, man. Bo Nix is a whole different quarterback. He but is, man. I mean, his adopted brother, the, the Tasmanian Devil, he, Johnson can flat out fly. They got two backs that can tote it. I mean, it, Bucky, Bucky Irving is just, I mean, Joey McGuire wouldn't shut up about him. I mean, he goes, I don't know how to stop this guy. I mean, they did. They bobbed him up, but Bo Nix had a field day. And that defense, they got three dudes up front that are going to play in the National Football League. Get ready. He he said the exact same number. He, th- he said Oregon will hang 60. Yeah, told, somebody told me I was crazy, but I've been watching this Oregon offense. I've seen this Colorado defense without Travis Hunter. The depth is going to start to get to them as the season moves on a little bit. And then you're and, SEC, you at USC yeah. next week. Oh, man. I, I said this, though. So I'm planning on going down to Auburn for Georgia-Auburn next weekend. But for whatever reason, if Oregon loses to Colorado, I've got a ticket for USC-Colorado. I will immediately book a ticket to Denver, and I will go to that game. I don't think there's a you chance should. in hell they beat Oregon. But if no. they do, no. hey, and back to Bo Nix, man. Bo Nix would start for 13 of 14 SEC schools right now. Different quarterback. Only outside of LSU. And, and I think that's the best thing that ever happened to him. Sadly, he wanted to play for his dad's alma mater. He grew up a huge Auburn fan. He got off to a bang week one against Oregon, his first ever start. But then it's like the fans turned on him. It just yep. wasn't a good fit. He goes out. He goes about as far away from Auburn as he can, and reinvent it, man. I mean, this guy right now on mock drafts is going in the first round as a quarterback. I never got thought the guy would sniff the NFL, but he is a different player altogether, and I love seeing it. 
Yeah, he's got the arm strength to throw to all three levels. But he's such a leader, man. You just watch him behind the bench. I hunkered down there because Dan Lanning's cool. I love this guy, man. He he's he's not afraid to talk it. Remember what he said when Colorado left with the first one to leave, right? Oh yeah. What have, what have they ever done in this conference? He goes, what have they done in the last twenty five years? It's legitimate. <laughs> and then he didn't back off of it on, uh, on Monday at his press conference. Goes, yeah, and I don't know if you saw Dion was asked about that, and Dion instead of making it personal was like, "Yeah, Oregon's good." He he's not doubling down on this because Dion well, knows also- talent. What, what Lanning was talking about also was was pre-Dion, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah. But so Dion understands that. But look, it, it's fun for us to talk about. But Lanning, man, he's not afraid, and and he, and he, he will talk some noise, dude. And he's just, but going back to Nick's. I mean, it, uh, you remember Wilson Love, assistant strength coach at Alabama, now strength coach out at Oregon. Yeah, little crazy. The, the dude, madman, right? He had the, the the championship belt always on the sidelines. You know, I asked him, give me one guy that people that you, you were surprised when you got here, where that was the first dude in the weight room, last guy out, holding everyone accountable in that setting. He leaned in and went, Bo Nix, and winked. I went, come on, man. Seriously, he goes, I promise you, first guy in, last guy out, and if you're cheating on a rep, he's holding you accountable. Now, would you have ever guessed nope. with all those dudes that it would be Bo Nix? He's a leader, man. He is. Dude, I mean, you and I were getting um, minor in possession tickets at 20. And so we were doing dumbass stuff on the strip in Tuscaloosa. But, you know, watching Bo Nix, everybody got onto him about his body language. And yeah, I'm just like, you know, we were doing dumbass shit at 20. But this guy mom, has. My mom just walked by. She remembers all that stuff. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, look, I mean, you you hope to mature. And it looks like Bo Nix has really matured. He's a leader. It's a perfect fit. I think that Oregon team, I don't think defensively they're there yet. Shador Sanders is really good. I think they will put up some points. But I think ultimately Oregon just way too much on offense. I, I completely agree with you, man. I am. Hey, have you seen an elite team in college football this year? Florida State's pretty close. I know, but it has a red bandana game, you know, last week. So I'm going to kind of throw that one out, you know, because that would mean so much to Boston College. Yeah, and, man. And I mean, they, they play like – I don't know if you ever saw the movie Digstown with Lewis Gossett Jr. Oh, yeah. and James Woods. <laughs> and he has to fight the 12 guys in a day. And so they pay off the two brothers to to throw the fight. And the one is so obvious that they tell him, I think it's Bruce Stern is the, the other character. He's like, if you don't win this fight, we're going to kill your brother, basically. And so yep. he goes out there and he scraps like a dog. And and that's that's the effort that we saw Boston from Boston College. College. Good, it was. Yeah. And he ends up losing. and. In Boston Bro, College, Wallace. who was by the way Alvin Mack in the program, and also Stone Hands and Unnecessary Roughness. Okay, guess what? I have never seen either one of those movies. Hold on. I, yeah, I'm not okay. So Digstown, hold on. Just shut. Just shut up for a second. I almost dropped an F bomb, dude. You've never seen the program? Nope. Are you kidding me? I am not. Darnell kidding. Jefferson. I am not. Alvin oh. Mack? oh I know Omar Epps is in it. James Conn's in it. I know they're – it's like the look is Florida State. Florida the State, stadium yeah. is South Carolina. Yeah, yes. I've never seen it. The dude from, uh, you know, River Runs Through It's the quarterback. Oh, the guy opposite of Brad Pitt. Uh, Craig Sheffer. Craig Sheffer. She's in it. I okay, mean, so here's what I'm good at. Not only celebrity birthdays. You throw a celebrity birthday at me, I can get it. You're dead but to me since you've never seen the program. I'm Most good at Rotten Tomatoes. Awful I, movies. I bet the program did not get over 42%. I'm going to go 42% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
Let's just check it real quick. It's, I just said it's a great, awful movie. Okay. You know how some like like Roadhouse, great, awful movie. Oh, but man, I mean Roadhouse, yeah, but that is a great, awful movie. I doubt the program is a great, awful movie. I'm telling you, the pro Halle Berry's in it also. By the way, it's a great, awful movie. Uh, the program. Let's see here. I'm telling you, I don't care what Rotten Tomatoes says. I wish we were live right now. We'd have phone lines are open. I mean. You, you need to go. What live. did I say though on Rotten Tomatoes? 42. 43. Again, I'm good at this. I know you are. You know your movies, but I'm just telling you, it's a great, awful movie. Go watch it. Okay. I forgot You're the reason we we brought up. Oh, so we were talking about Digstown. Yeah. I'm not a big sports movie guy, though. Although Digstown is based a little on boxing, it's more about grifters and it's more about the, uh, the sting there at the end. Um, I, I mean, good sports movies to me. I like Bull Durham. Hell yeah. Yeah, I believe very in the good. soul. Um, Raging Bull was really good. That's more critically acclaimed, but it's based on a true story. It was really good. North Dallas 40, I thought, that's my favorite football movie. I don't that, know what your favorite that's, football that's movie is. That's number one yeah. all time. I mean, because it's based on the Dallas Cowboys and Roger Staubach, the All-American Kid coming in, Dandy Don Meredith, all that stuff. You know, we, we actually had, what was the wide receiver's name, Nick Nolte's character? Yep. Oh, it was. Oh my gosh! The, Give me a second. I read the book. The guy. He, so his character wrote the book North Dallas Forty, which was then turned into a movie. And we had him on with Herb Street and I did in Columbus, and he actually said, "Marijuana saved my life." <laughs> wow! <laughs> this dude was. I mean, but yeah, that, that is the book's fantastic. The, the movie is almost as good. I mean, I, I, that's that's up there as as close to number one. Major League. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah, I like Major League better. It hasn't held up as well. You're crazy. Um, I think Bull Durham's so much better. Remember the Titans? No. Eight men out? No one remember uh, the Titans? Uh, a hokey. Miracle hokey. Just don't get Disney involved with any sports movies. You're crazy. Bad, bad idea. I think everything Disney does is perfect. Okay. Well, yeah, that's your company. I forgot it. I'm talking about more for the, uh, they always have to sensationalize one of these sports movies. They put in some kind of angle. It's not even needed. If I asked you this, by the way, it's the original roundtable ESPN's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Lance Taylor. It's brought to you by my book. You use that code next round secure first deposit bonus on the house. That is at mybookie.ag. Um, where was I going with this? I don't know, but you oh. had Herman Boone on. You remember that? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The real-life Herman Boone, he told us the final score in that game was not like 10-7 to 7 or whatever the hell in the movie it was. I think they beat him like, what did he say, like 55-3, to 3 and they were upset they gave up the three. Man, Disney's got to put this drama in. I know what I was going to ask you, though. Better chance of being completely out of the college football playoff after this weekend. Alabama at home against Ole Miss, Clemson hosting Florida State, or Ohio State going to go, go into Notre Dame. No, nah, because Ohio State still has enough meat on the bone. You know, they I mean, do, they, but I mean, I find it hard to believe they're going to navigate the Big Ten if they lose this game to Notre but Dame. They, they could, could. you yeah. know, it, it, they've got enough out there to still be able to make a run, and they have a title game. Notre Dame's up there too, man, because Notre Dame does not have that conference championship game to get that one extra, you know. But they do have USC. They go to Clemson. I mean, they've still got some quality games. But Clemson, that, that, that's the one. If if they lose, they're out. They're done. I mean, obviously, Bama is as well, but. You know, with the way America's piling on, just piling up on Ole Miss right now, I would expect Bama to win that game. I just love how you said one dude is, is at st- coronary stroke level. Stroke level. It's, I mean, isn't that amazing though? Nick Saban, 
Nick, the greatest to ever coach. Forget Bud Wilkinson and his, what was his win streak? Like 46 games? Whatever a lot, it was, yeah. Long, 56, I think. Whatever it was. I mean, JV, to what this guy has accomplished, more than the Bear, more than anybody, in an 85 scholarship era, right, where Bud and the boys, they, they could stockpile their rosters. They didn't care. They had 150 guys. Just so, you know, they, they couldn't go play against you. You know, the transfer portal, everything. And you have people talking about having a stroke because they've lost a game and they didn't play well in a win. That reminds, I, I, it just Mike means Tom. more down Q here, Ian. You know that. Q Did you see Mike Tomlin's comments about, you know, the fans are booing the offense and, and saying, fire Matt Canada. And he comes back. We're in the entertainment business and we want our fans just all fat and happy. Even after we get a win, I love Mike Tomlin. And hey, that's they call the fans right now. That's we bad. had the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday night. Hey, do me a favor. We're gonna let you roll. You're heading to Salt Lake. Big matchup. I got uh, Jets UCLA, Patriots Utah. too, dude. I got red eye. Oh, so I wow. got fly out tomorrow. Go back to the Wasatch Front. See some old friends. Eat a lot of great food. Try not to add up another chin. And then red eye, eleven thirty, wheels up to Newark, New Jersey. Check into wherever hotel they've got me. Shower, change suits, patch jets. Let's go, baby. Wow, go. man. Let's that's a, a big game for 0-2s. Not a lot of expectation now with the Jets, but that Jets defense against Ooh. Mac Jones without much of a uh, uh, supporting cast, that should be interesting. Okay, so quickly on Salt Lake City. Fox is Brock Heward. They're doing the TV side, ESPN. Yep. You guys are doing the radio side. He told me that Kyle Whittingham, a guy that you know well, works out every day of the year. I said, what about Christmas and Thanksgiving? Yep. On yep. principle, I'll never do that. And he said, I'll find out for you. Do you already know the answer? It has been over 4,000 consecutive days of some form of exercise with Kyle Whittingham. Over 4,000, whether it's a walk, a run, free weights, Peloton, a hike, skiing, you know, uh, whatever, you know. He has done some form of exercise for over 4,000 days. And I actually talked to him uh, yesterday on Tuesday, and I, and I said, what is it about working out that much? Why do you have to do something every day? He said, one, feeds the mind. Two, I eat like a pig. You know that. And I went, you still crushing Tex-Mex? He said three times a week. That's why he has to exercise, dude, because he's destroying enchiladas. And it's burritos. the only reason I exercise. I, I agree. It is good for too. the mind. Right but for me you. to be able to pound Bud Lights and to be able to eat Tex-Mex all of the time, like I'm doing Taco Mama, our boy Will Haver, who, by the way, oh. is blowing up. I think they got like a thousand of those things now. That, uh, hey. But I eat it three times a week. I really do. How about, how about our boy Haver from Odie's? Taco Mama, that dude's swimming in money, man. I mean, oh, you know like they, they hundos. Yeah, he, he, he'll never let you know that though. You know they got a second Odie's now. About him. That's what we Did love. you know? Do you know we've got another Odie's? What? Yeah, they put one in Homewood, right there in Edgewood. Of course. Yes. That first one though, it's like a magic wand was waved over that place. You know, you got the vodka Viking and moms that come in with their kids in the middle of the day, right, man. The husbands come home from work and the moms go home, and then next thing you know, the band cranks up and it gets medieval. You mean it's like you can't vodka Vicodin. No, it's the same way in Homewood. It's just it's the Homewood crowd and the Mountain Brook crowd. And they just walk home or take their yep. golf carts. 
That's the way to do it. Okay, Go enjoy down. Salt Lake. Enjoy Newark if you can. Uh, we always appreciate it, man. Always fun. It's the original roundtable presented by Lance's Lock. Jump on board. Again, we're crushing it. We're continue to crush for you. Make sure you text me and put picks, and I'll send them to you, Ian. I'll try to remember myself, but safe travels, on man. We'll talk next week. On principle. Hey, always remember, Crocky J. Crocky J.